0: Well, at Christmas time, there are many sermons preached from the first 20 verses of Luke 2, those verses which focus on the birth of Jesus and the shepherds and the angels. However, today we're going to be looking at the part of chapter 2, which happened after Joseph, Mary and the baby uh, left that stable in Bethlehem. And we're going to focus on two people in particular two people which are mentioned in those verses which we previously read to us. But just before we look at that, we'll just pray, so let us pray. Lord God, as we come to look at the passage before us this morning, our prayer is that we may each one see wonderful things in your word. May your Holy Spirit open our eyes to the truths it contains. May we have receptive hearts and minds and we ask that all distracting thoughts might be taken away. And so in Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. Well, do you have a bucket list? You know, that list of things you want to accomplish in your lifetime. The list might only contain one thing, or it may be long, with many adventures planned. Maybe it's to visit some special place overseas which fascinates you, or a place which has special meaning. Or maybe it's to achieve a special award, or to accomplish something which you've been working on for many years? Well, the two people in today's reading, they had something on their bucket list, something which they wanted to experience in their lifetime. We see how Simeon was waiting to see the Redeemer of Israel, and Anna was waiting to meet her spiritual Redeemer. However, before we come into contact with Simeon and Anna, we do see in verse 21 of our reading that on the eighth day, this baby who had been born in the stable in Bethlehem, that baby whom the shepherds had gone to see, well, he was circumcised and named Jesus. That name which the angel had given him before he had been conceived, And this ceremony was a covenant sign. A covenant sign which was instigated back in the book of Genesis when the Lord appeared to Abraham. And when the Lord said to Sarah and him that they would have a son who would be called Isaac. And you may remember that earlier on in the year, that when we were looking at the life of Abraham that we mentioned about this covenant. But anyway, moving on, Jesus is now brought by Mary and Joseph, brought as the firstborn son to the temple in Jerusalem. Brought to the temple in Jerusalem to be presented to the Lord. And this was in fulfillment of the law as we... uh, See in Exodus chapter 13. And also at the same time a sacrifice was made. Either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And we see this mentioned way back in Leviticus chapter 12. But anyway, at this point in our reading from Luke 2, it takes an interesting twist at such a momentous occasion, at the time in which God's very son is being presented to him at his temple, the focus turns, and it turns to two of God's servants who are in their advanced years of life. The focus turns to Simeon and Anna. And they are two people who lived lives with purpose, Two people who would be blessed by God with the privilege of seeing the Redeemer of Israel. And these two people were truly committed to being in the house of the Lord. And they are an example of what it means to live a life of fruitfulness and purpose for him. And we're going to look at the example set by Simeon and Anna today in three areas. And each one of these begins with the letter W, just to sort of try to help you to remember them better. We see that they waited on God. They worked for God. And they worshipped God. And in these three areas... Simeon and Anna show us why it is that more verses are taken up to tell about them than focus on Jesus in this passage. That more verses are taken to tell them about that person who is being presented to God. So first of all, looking at Simeon, well we're told that he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And this is a reference to his hope for the coming Messiah. And throughout the Old Testament, there are continuing references to the one who would come, the one whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote about. God's promise to Abraham was that through his offspring all the nations of the earth would be blessed. And this is pointing to the Lord Jesus. And we see in, well, in many of the Old Testament books, in Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Hosea, Micah, just some of the Old Testament books which have a reference to this coming one. And there was this great longing to be comforted by God, this great longing to be right with God, and people were looking for a saviour. For example, in Psalm one hundred and nineteen, we have these words, where it says, "My soul longs for your salvation; I hope in your word. My eyes long for your promise." when will you comfort me? And as well, there are various names used for this one who would bring comfort. Names like the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Son of David, Teacher, Prophets like Moses, Servant of the Lord, Emmanuel. And Roger spoke about the promised one in his talk at the carol service last Sunday evening. And Simeon, well, he was one of those who knew the prophecies about God's coming king. That one who would help Israel be freed from their captivity and be given peace by God. And so the Holy Spirit, had revealed to him a very special promise, had revealed to him the promise that you in your lifetime will see the Messiah. He wouldn't die until he saw the Messiah who has been promised to God's people. The per- person who had been promised to God's people for over a thousand years. And we're not told exactly what, when during Simeon's life, that this promise was revealed by the Spirit. But we can just imagine the anticipation. We can just imagine the excitement of being able to see the Messiah in the flesh. Simeon was willing to wait patiently. He was willing to wait patiently, trusting God that God would fulfill his promise. And this was more than a bucketless desire. This was the whole focus of his life. The focus was of his life was to see the Redeemer of Israel. Well, in the meantime, we see Simeon still working for God, even in his old age. We're told that he was righteous and devout, that he was devoted to his God and devoted to following God's law. In verse 29 we see that it would imply that he considered himself as the Lord's bond servant. He considered himself a servant of God who could do something. He saw that his life didn't belong to him, but to God. And you know, sometimes people think they're too old. They're too frail. They're too limited to be of much use to God. But Simeon, well, he obviously didn't look at himself this way. And we also see that he had the Holy Spirit upon him. In the case of Simeon, we don't know exactly what this means. And, but maybe this is speaking of Simeon as a prophet, or maybe it could mean that the Holy Spirit was the one who guided and directed his life that he was in tune with God and his revelation. But whatever it means, like unlike many of the Jews at that time, Simeon was willing to see the truth that Jesus would be the one. He would be the one who would bring salvation to both Jews and Gentiles. Well, Simeon was a man with a heart for the truth of God. And then in our reading, we saw Simeon's response when Mary and Joseph brought baby Jesus to the temple. He responded by taking Jesus into his arms. He responded by thanking God for his faithfulness. God had given his bondservant peace and he had seen God's salvation. And now that he had seen the Messiah, his life is now complete. He had seen what he was waiting for and it says that he was ready to depart. So what else could he do on that occasion but to bless and praise God for what he has done? And we see Simeon's words there, where it says, A light for the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. Well, this is full of the great promise that God would not only restore Israel, but also be a light for the nations, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. And this is a quote from Isaiah chapter 49. It is telling us that Jesus will be the one to fulfill this prophecy. And then finally, Simeon gave a blessing to Joseph and Mary. And in verses 34 and 35, he gives the solemn reminder that this child would bring down the high and mighty and would raise up the lowly. Jesus would experience opposition. He'd experience suffering in his saving mission. And it also says that the church, in its obedient service to Jesus, would suffer as well. And Simeon also prepared Mary for the suffering she would experience as she sees her son rejected and crucified. Well then, our reading turns to Anna, and her story is one of sorrow. She was married for just seven years before her husband died. She was left as a young widow, and now she is an old lady of 84 years. Well, Anna would spend a large part of her life on her own as a widow, but she would be trusting God to provide for her physical needs. Her sights were not set on herself, but her sights were set on someone else. She wanted to devote her life to God, and she was also looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. And this also has the same meaning as to what Simeon was anticipating. The consolation of Israel, as Jerusalem was Israel's capital, could stand for the whole nation. Anna was a prophetess, and while waiting, God used her to reveal his truth to others. Anna took her job seriously. She worshipped God by fasting and prayer night and day. This was her focus. And the text says that she never left the temple. Well, she was seeking the Lord's will and wanted to serve his people. As one commentator has said, she cared about the souls of others and didn't keep the news of the coming Messiah to herself. She wanted to tell them about their Redeemer. We don't know how much Anna knew about the promise God made to Simeon but right at the time that Simeon is speaking to Joseph and Mary Anna comes in and like Simeon she praises God. We're not told exactly what her words were but they would most likely be similar to Simeon's. She would also want to thank the Lord for his faithfulness in providing a redeemer. Anna openly acknowledges her thankfulness to God and she wants to share her experience with others. We see Anna was outward looking and she was concerned that others should know this great blessing from God. Well, thinking of the three W's we mentioned earlier, remember how we were thinking how Simeon and Anna waited on God, worked for God, and worshipped God? Well, what can we learn from these two servants of the Lord? What can we learn, and how can we apply these truths to our own lives as 2023 draws to a close? And we're soon to enter 2024. Well, first of all, we must ask ourselves the question what is it that we are waiting for? So often we focus on and we desire things that are temporary. We're often waiting to see the results from things such as perhaps the accumulation of material possessions or maybe we're waiting to see prosperity in a career. Many of us, particularly in our youth and younger days, are in anticipation mode when it comes to thinking about the perfect lifestyle we desire when we are older that we're desiring a stress-free lifestyle, a lifestyle without responsibilities. But as the days roll by, do we become more excited about how we are getting one day closer to meeting our Lord in glory? Are we getting excited about enjoying that ultimate lifestyle In a spiritual sense. In the book of Titus, Paul tells Titus to instruct the Christians in Crete that they are to live in a way that shows that they are waiting for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. We need to wait. We need to anticipate the fulfilment of the promises God has made. We are to wait and anticipate those promises, just as Simeon and Anna did. And casting our minds back on those sermons which we've had during the year on Abraham, we have seen how Abraham waited and anticipated and, how he was, and we have seen the blessings that he received through faithfully waiting and anticipating. Well, then we see how these two older people, Simeon and Anna, worked for the Lord. We saw earlier that Simeon was righteous and devout, and how he was thought of as a servant or a slave of God. Well, could the same things that were spoken of Simeon be spoken of you and me? Do we count ourselves as a servant or a slave of God? And well, Anna, she showed these attributes as well by spending time in prayer. Do we spend time in prayer Do we tell others about our Redeemer Saviour? Simeon and Anna, well, they showed their thankfulness to God by worshipping him, by seeking to be a witness for him and being a blessing to others. Can this be said of us, each one? Is Jesus your Redeemer? Have you submitted to him? in a humble way, and confessed your sin and your need of him as your saviour. Well, by coming here to worship today, the day before we remember the birth of Jesus, we're thanking and praising God for the birth of our saviour and all that Jesus Christ has done for us. But does it just end there? Well, it shouldn't. We should be like Simeon and Anna and show our thankfulness to God and worship him by committing our lives to Christ. Committing our lives to Christ so that we can be a blessing to others. So that it can be an ongoing thing just like it was with Simeon and Anna. Are you seeking and giving thanks for your Redeemer as Simeon and Anna did? These two old saints, well, they give us a great example of what it means to wait on the Lord, to trust his promises and to serve him and his people. We'd do well to imitate their examples And we'd do well to strive, whatever our age, to have a living faith like theirs. A living faith that would tell others of this wonderful Saviour. And I trust that each one of us may seek to emulate our lives and see the example which Anna and Simeon gives to us. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we have seen today how Simeon and Anna anticipated, how they waited to see the fulfilment of the promises you had made. May we each one at this Christmas time give thanks for your goodness to us as we remember the birth of the promised one, Jesus Christ. And may we have a living faith like Simeon and Anna, may we tell others about this wonderful Saviour and what it means to us. And we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Saviour and Lord. Amen.